Now, get ready to talk hockey. Streaming from the Oilers Live Studio. Subscribe or follow today. Hey, 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 it's Michael here with Oilers Live. Coming to you live tonight on the drive home on edmontonsportstalk.com. And uh, we're trying out Instagram tonight. Thank you to the couple listeners tuning in. We'll figure out uh, how to get the orientation right uh, so we can do a live show on Instagram. We're also on uh, Facebook, Twitch, and TuneIn. You can go to TuneIn and uh, listen to Edmonton Sports Talk. Listen in your car on the way home, wherever you want. This second half hour, we're going to talk about some of the surprises uh, that are going on uh, within the Oilers roster, who surprised people the most. And about midway through this half hour, we should have Ryan Lotzberg join us uh, to talk about his latest article, which is Changes Under Knobloch, uh, and uh, you know, get his take on how this team has uh, progressed going. Uh, there's some debate whether it's 10-3 and three or 11-3 and three under Knobloch. We'll, we'll, we'll get that straightened out and figured out. Maybe uh, we can do that at uh, some point here shortly. Dash, uh, let's uh, start with you. I mean, if you could pick one guy that surprised you the most out of this stretch, that's really, you know, whether it's Knobloch, Coffee, whether it's just a player, who's surprised you on this Oilers roster? Honorable mention to Bushin Noosh. <sighs> Honorable mention to Bouchard and Nurse. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll use that as a segue from the the last time we were talking here a minute ago. I- I'm really impressed with the ability for both of those guys to just drive north-south in their game now. Um, I see a lot less uh east west if you will or back and forth i see a lot less risk in both of their pinching um the choices nurse makes now are impactful when he does as opposed to seemingly being sometimes the wrong decision and you know it's always been less is more with doc and and i've seen that um boosh just again like i you think he's you know the most offensive minded passing defenseman we have um you can see his five on five deployment his 5v5 is almost always with uh Ekholm, nuge mcdavid and hyman you know so there's there's some beneficiality to that i think but ultimately i i'd have to probably give it to hamblin um fantastic goals for a big reason you know Thanks to mom. Nobody, I didn't really expect any of that. And for him to be able to come up being a Woodcroft guy, right? He's a Woodcroft guy. He's he's in the bake with Woody, you know, and he's impressing his new coach and getting nice time and getting goals and using it. And you know, it's pretty cool, man. I, I, him and Gagne have been really, really impressive, impressive together. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't uh, see Hamblin or Gagne getting a uh, a mention in there. Not that they haven't been impressive. I think they've been they've been huge. Um, 
What do you want me to say? I'm the you most get, impressed yeah. with McDavid. Yeah. Well, like, oh no, no, no. Who isn't? I, I like. I think. I think for me, it's Nurse. I, nurse or Bouchard? Probably Bouchard because you know, like, look at last night, right? Like, not just from an offensive standpoint because you know we all knew he had it in him, right? Like, and he and he still. I still don't know how he makes some of the plays he does. Like he just seems so gangly out there, but somehow gets the puck around guys. Uh, it's not the same sort of uh, speed and finesse that McDavid does it, but, but he does it anyway. Um, but look at how he played Bouchard or Bouchard Bedard on the defense last night. Like Bouchard's uh, defensively hasn't been a liability out there. Not like he was, you know, at the beginning of the season. He's he's come back. And we all know that some of his fortunes rise and fall depending on how Ekholm is playing, right? Sure. Uh, but, you know, it's he just doesn't seem it's as like lazy in the zone. He just doesn't seem as lazy in the zone. He seems, you know, engaged. He's making great passes. He's doing everything, everything right, both sides of the puck. Of course, it helps. It makes you look better if you don't have the puck in your zone as often, uh, you know. And that, yeah, it's something every coach will preach. Best, <laughs> you know, best defense is is getting it out of your zone as quick as possible. Uh, and then the other guy, I mean, you know, you mentioned him, which is Doc. Uh, he's been the other night. I can't remember the exact play, but you know, there he had an opportunity where he could have chased the puck down and went for the rush. And he looked back, and there's nobody back there. And he turns, goes back, and he just like he made the right choice. And that was, and that's one time. But he's been making the right choice game after game after game, and I love it because I see Darnell Nurse out there, and I just feel comfortable as a fan watching him play defense right now. Mm -hmm. You know, and he doesn't have to. And, and you said it because one of the one of the parts about Nurse that has always been uh, maybe his, uh, you know, he just wants Achilles to do heel. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like he wants to do everything. And when he doesn't have to do everything, and he's getting what about? I think he's averaging about twenty, twenty-one minutes a night, twenty-two minutes a night. Perfect. Yeah, it is. It's perfect. If he's not playing thirty, You're not playing minutes, power play, then what do you need more than that? Yeah, he's doing great. He's absolutely doing great. He's turned his whole his whole game around. I heard somebody say he's turning into a seven and a half million dollar player. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, and I love that. Well, Bouchard's uh, turning into a ten and a half million dollar yeah. player. So wait uh, until the next whipping horse comes along. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, you know, I don't even want to talk contracts right now, but I've lo I love the way. Uh, Nurse is playing. I love the way Bouchard. In fact, I love the way the defense is playing. I'll even, you know, uh, a week ago, I, I would have told you if we were going to change defense, it would be DeHarnay. I think he's done what we expect from him, mm -hmm. right? Like what you expect from a mean you can't bottom pair defense, right? Uh, you know, and he's been good. I mean, you can't, you can't deny the uh, PK has been outstanding. I love that big right. body. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is, I'll go back to it. And I've been saying it over and over again. The same team that everybody said was a cup favorite. Now they're playing like it. We shouldn't be surprised by this. 
right? And and I don't think you are. I don't think I am. Some people are. Folks that aren't Oilers fans might be. But we knew this, early on this was going to be the team that we had. This is how this team played while. for the last 21 games. This is how this Absolutely. team played for the last 16 games when they went undefeated to finish the year. This I'll, is the I'll say, though, one thing. It's not, though. They're playing better. Well, they're, yeah. Yeah. Like, they're better. This is... This is fun to watch. I mean, do it over 21 games and I'll give you credit for them doing better. This is, that was, that was all time. I think honestly, those last 20 games, everything was going well. And, you know, maybe just the improvement in the penalty kill is so good to see that it feels that way. But yeah, I don't know. I Both. I'll take either one. That's for sure. I'll take the last 20 games of last season's Oilers or the last eight games Oilers. I just want to see the first 10 games Oilers again. (laughs) And you know what? That's a, that's a good segue into, uh, you know, our, our guest uh, coming on right away. Uh, First 10 games, of course. uh, And, and a couple more were under uh, Mr. Woodcroft himself uh, and the following. It was in fact, I I, uh, double checked and, and we'll have to change that on on Ryan's article, but uh, under Knobloch, it's been ten and three. Oopsie Daisy. So, yeah, so uh, <laughs> we'll take that off your your check. Uh, and uh, yeah, so the the um, the Oilers' first ten games, or first I guess uh, three nine and one, so thirteen games under under Woodcroft, not so great. The next. Uh, the next uh, thirteen games, not too, not too shabby, I'd say. Yeah, welcome to the show, Ryan. Good to, ha- good to have you. Thank you. Always happy to be on. So we, uh, we were just. Uh, I don't know if you're tuning in. If you had a chance to, I know you just got, uh, got home and into the home studio there. But um, we were talking about uh, biggest surprises. Uh, Dash went off the board, and and uh, rightfully so. He's, you know, he said Hamblin and and Gagne. I mean, if if you don't think they were a surprise, I guess you haven't been watching. Uh, you know, I I think the biggest maybe I maybe I was thinking more of biggest impact, but you know, I guess depending on how you look at it, right? Um, I thought I was thinking Doc and and Bouchard. That was my honorable mention. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what's, uh, what's your thoughts? Uh, biggest, uh, biggest surprise so far, uh, maybe out of the last sort of 13 games, who's, who's kind of stood out for you as, as uh, a change maker outside of 97. Calvin Pickard. Yeah, I mean, really that guy it. that's got like 25 points in the last four games or something. That guy. Yeah, he's, he's done all right. He's, he's done, done all right. okay. Yeah. Um, you, know, you know what I love first off, by the way, is is we can't change the uh we can't change our orientation on the on the live stream today to go to uh uh, uh to the uh, portrait or not portrait, yeah, uh portrait view so that Instagram can see the whole thing. If you go onto Instagram live right now, it's just like it's you just you Lotsy. It's just Lotsy yeah. on there. And so lots Those of pressure. Fans. You gotta <laughs> say like everybody's going everybody's going on to the live feed and they're expecting to see me and they get and they get you. Viewership triples. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> we'll see if I lose followers or I get followers. <laughs> we'll see what's It'll going be telling. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Sorry. I thought I'd I'd uh, say that. 
let me know what uh, you know biggest impact biggest surprise however you want to interpret it for the uh second half of our season so far i am gonna maybe not put it to one specific player but i'm gonna say the penalty kill because the penalty kill has been absolute dynamite. <laughs> Is my microphone not working? Like I ask a question tonight and I never get the say. <laughs> Nobody's answering my questions. What? <laughs> but we make our on? own rules around here. Is this thing on? Must I can't on. hear you, Michael. All I right. can't hear you, Michael. Go on, Ryan. Yeah. All right. The penalty kill. Yeah. No brainer for sure. I mean, that's penalty kills. The reason this thing has been turned around. Wow. Yeah, it's Glenn been huge. Like, if they were killing us, it, it, like, I think in the first 13 games, there was only three of them we didn't allow a power play goal against. Yeah. Like, we were spotting everybody at least a, like a, a goal a game on the penalty kill. And now, what have we killed off? Like, 28 or 30 or something? I, I haven't looked into the exact number, but it's... It, it's yeah, it's, I think 30. it's 28. It's ridiculous is what it is. Uh. Did you guys catch? I, I I had to look it up what the record was. Oh yeah, I know what is it. <laughs> it's uh, it was the Capitals in ninety nine two thousand fifty two or fifty. Mm. It was over like mid fifty range, like fifty five around there. In a row, mm. in a row. Wow, so we're about you know a little bit probably over halfway, uh, and. I mean, you got to have that's there's a, a tremendous amount of luck involved in that, right? Like you, but like what? Gotta be good to be lucky. That absolutely. Gotta and the be PK's good to be been lucky. Good. PK's Damn right, been it has. It's amazing what happens when the goalies know where the shots are coming from. Yeah. The, I mean, what? So, Ryan. I mean, you wrote the uh, you wrote the article. Give us a little rundown of. You know what? Uh, what you found and what you've kind of uncovered and put into your article about the changes under Knobloch and and maybe some of that pertains to the to the PK. Of course, I you know I've read it, so I already know. No surprises here. But for those of you that uh, haven't read it and are about to, uh, Ryan's going to give us a little summary. Yeah, so I actually did a separate piece on the PK that you can check out on Heavy Hockey as well. But what I focused on in this piece about the changes under Knobloch is the neutral zone system and the defensive zone system. So the one one three that Woodcroft implemented in training camp was well talked about. And so basically the idea, you got one high forward pressuring the, the puck in the offensive zone. Then you got another guy, another forward camped in the neutral zone waiting to pressure based on whichever way the puck gets forced by that high forward. And then you got three players at the defensive blue line there to force a dump in and there to go retrieve the dump in. What I found was happening was that system just created two lanes on either side of the ice in the neutral zone that just made it super easy for the opposition to skate or pass the puck through the neutral zone. So they were able to gain entry into our zone super easily. So I I don't think it had the intended effect that Woodcroft wanted. Like the idea was to limit rush defenses or or the rush chances against, but we ended up being the worst team in the league at allowing rush chances. I don't think it was all based on the neutral zone system. Like I think a lot of that was individual errors and uh, mistakes at the offensive blue line, but 
it's playing a role. We're seeing now with Knobloch, he's implemented the one-two-two that we had going last year. So you still have that one high forward pressuring in the offensive zone, but you've got the other two forwards kind of between the red line and the blue line on the offensive side of center waiting to challenge the puck no matter what way it's forced. And then you got your two defensemen there to in case something happens or to retrieve any dump-ins that happen. So we're making it harder for the opposition to get through the neutral zone, which is really important. makes it way more difficult for them to get into our offensive zone with control. So PK Subban goes on the air and says, we're still a one-man team. Connor McDavid, obviously. (laughs) I Uh I need to say that. Some stranger... A little while back in the in the chat says I think McDavid getting healthy was the turnaround. What do you guys think? I mean, this you know obviously McDavid scoring. What has he got now? Twenty four points in the last eight games. What is it? I can't count that high. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's on a he's on a tear on a wagon, if you want to say. However, you want to do it. He's doing great clearly part of the reason for the turnaround but is this team all about mcdavid like is that why they're you know they've won eight straight is because mcdavid decided he's going to put the team on their back or you know if you had to is it a 50 50 like what do you guys think i mean I, i what i'm curious about is you know, if you take McDavid out of the lineup today, is this team going to win some games or are they going to go back to the team that was, you know, first 13 games of the season that you took McDavid out of the lineup and we were actually looked like a one man team <laughs> those two games? Uh, you know, what's your thoughts? Dash. You can't give Connor McDavid credit for a successful third and fourth line. And Sam Gagne's put four goals in. Hamblin's put two goals in. Ryan's put goals in. Fogel's put four goals in. Um, you know, I, I think it's just been a... You can't give him all the credit. Sure, he deserves some of the credit. Of course he can. As Absolutely. as, as Connor goes, we go. Like There's no denying that whatsoever, but... The, the the PDO leveled out. The PK got better. The power play got better. Bush got better. Nurse got better. Connor got healthier. The goalies didn't get worse. <laughs> and that's a successful formula. Yeah. Yeah. Lotsy? I tend to agree with Dash there. Like we've got, there, there's a lot of reasons why this team is winning hockey games right now. Like it's not just one thing or one player. And like you look at the scores that we've put up in some of these games, like six one against Carolina. What was it? Five nothing against Washington. Like if we've had some lopsided victories in the last little while. Now, if you take away Connor McDavid and his scoring, we probably still win a big chunk of the games. Maybe not by as many goals. We don't run away with as many of them, but we're probably still winning some, or more than our fair share. Yeah, I think that to me is, you know, you hit the nail on the head, right? Is this, in, and we talked about this in the first half hour, which is this team is playing better than they've played for as long as I can remember. This little stretch here, 
you know, from the from the time they played the Caps and won five nothing, you know, and they like they've there've been two games in this stretch since Knobloch came where they've had over two goals against. Right? One of them was the Vegas game, which, you know, I think they're still kind of getting their wheels under them. And then the other was Minnesota. And you know, you, and no team's going to go perfect on D, right? Every team's going to get blown out at least once in a season. In this case, we got blown out a couple times early on. But for this team to go and win all of these games, and by the margins, they're winning them. And, you know, as, as Dash pointed out, you've got a, you know, a fourth line that's contributing on that. I mean, how many, for how many years have we been saying secondary scoring, secondary mm-hmm. scoring? And we're getting it. But then how many years have we said, you know, we just need to outscore the outscore the other guys? And we don't even need the secondary scoring to outscore the other guys. Like, what's going on here? You know, I mean, one, four to one, four to one, six to one, eight to two, five, nothing. Dry side, un- 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 while dry sidles having a, slow eight games <laughs> i know i mean yeah i mean like and this is the other thing that knoblock has done and i pointed it out in my article as well like it, he he put together that line with mcdavid nugent hopkins and hyman they, they've been unbelievable like looking at natural stat trick today they're they're 12 to 2 at five on five as a three as a as a line oh yeah yeah they're yeah. uh they're the new nuclear option Right, like Nuge, McDavid, and Hyman are the new nuclear option. He can't go to Drysaitel and McDavid. He can't. He can't. Not when. Not when you, you got that you line playing that well. The, you can't break up that first line right now. Well, hey, Which, he's he's actually doing what he said he's going to do. He's keeping lines yeah. together, and then he changed Drysaitel last night, and he and he should have, right? Like Knobloch should he have some. He's making some good decisions. Well, should he, he have? Yeah, Why I should he so. have? Why? I think so. Why, Why think did he do it? It worked out. Well, he for did him. it to get to get dry settle moving, like to Is get that him. What it was? I think so. Like and I, I think he did on, a great I'm job. You on the third line, so now you better get your A in gear. I think he was think looking was? to get some speed on his wings. Is what he was what he was looking for, and and I thought uh, I thought they looked better. I thought he did a great job, like uh, altering, especially in a game where, you know, it's four to one. He's got an opportunity to maybe tweak something a little bit to make a little bit of a change in the game. And I thought it went, I thought it went well. I thought we saw Dreisaitl and Dreisaitl, you know, he, he looked good last night. He had a little bit of speed under him. He looked like he wanted to score. I'm glad he scored the way he did. Can I you can know. I highlight two really super funny quotes from the Smash Hit Nielsen show this morning? Yeah. <laughs> Not everybody gets to listen, so you know if you're listening to us now and you missed it, uh, yeah, you, this is absolutely me uh, quoting these guys. But Noodles um, <laughs> wanted to give Connor Brown selfie, selkie credit because he's just absolutely shut down Drysital this year. <laughs> <laughs> And then Gager thought that maybe they dropped Rysidle, or I, maybe I'm getting the connotation out. I'm sure I'll be corrected if I am, but it was about uh, Connor Brown playing with McLeod and, and just Gage thought because they were both playing like two trailer park girls around the outside, around the outside. <laughs> it's awful. 
Those are great. That's awful. Fantastic. Uh, you know, <laughs> look. Smash it, Neil. I want to. I want to hop on the. Uh, I. I don't want to hop on the Connor Brown. You know, bandwagon here, and 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 not bandwagon, but everybody's everybody's talking down about Connor Brown. The guy's had an incredible run of bad luck, <laughs> like bad puck luck, right from having a goal called back to you know hitting a couple posts. He had a couple of good opportunities that I thought, what more are you going to do last Man, night? He's right, like it's so tight. But though, dude, he's not. When it changes, when it turns no, around, no, it's no. going to turn around. I'm not going to let you talk out of both sides of your mouth here because I can't tell you how many times I've heard you quote, facetious or not, I could get four goals a year playing on McDavid's line. Well, well I could get four goals McDavid. a year we're playing on Dreisaitl's line. <laughs> so there's an NHL caliber hockey player that's had nothing but opportunity to play with Dreisaitl. And he can't score a goal. <laughs> I think there's there's more than just, hey, he's gripping his stick or it's been a bit unlucky or all oh, those posts could have went in. I don't know. Peel it back. He's a bit of a black hole for offense. Like he moves fast. I think he's great on the PK. He's done a lot of improvement for us there. But man, I, I was telling my wife, like he's like the Bermuda Belanger Brown triangle. Like there's a black hole there where offense goes to die. Lachi, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> not much has gone right for Connor Brown this year, but again, I'm sitting here looking at his natural stat trick <laughs> line. The offense like, died on his yeah. stick a lot last night, and I think it died on Kane's stick too. Kane wasn't having he, Kane hasn't had a great offensive touch for the last few games. Now they were talking about that he changed his stick. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but apparently stopped scoring goals ever since he's moved to that white stick. But you know he was flubbing around. The biggest contribution he had to the New Jersey game was that hit he threw in the third period that turned the game around, like with momentum there. And I think that there's a chance that Drysaddle said, "I want to actually go and play with somebody." that's going right now, which like Fogel and you know what I mean? Well, like I, well, I Knobloch said that the team, I think he said the team had 11 shots before he made that little switch. And then afterwards yeah. at 17, yeah. <laughs> like they just hadn't like the, the team in general the puck just was dying on Kane and Brown stick. What's dry going to do? Oh, put me up with Connor. That ain't happening right now. There you go. Not talking out at the sides of anyone's mouth. Brett knows. Brett knows the truth. Well, you're well, planning on well, my there. line. So well, I was not you're planning, planning on, on your line. line. That's why he's making <laughs> fun of me. Not. If you can get four, four goals on anyone's line, you know you had four goals playing with me because of my well, beauty sauce. That. And and yet it still wasn't enough to get you guys the win. Oh man, Ooh. there it goes. Why don't there you go goes. get that trophy, Lotsy? All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we're gonna, we're going to uh, take our uh, last break of the night, and before we get into the last half hour, uh, lots of you going to stick around. Yeah, for sure. All right, this is uh, Michael for Oilers Live on the Heavy Hockey Network. We're proud to be a friend of Edmonton Sports Talk. Uh, we'll be right back. Oilers Live. 